0: Hello everyone, and welcome to another beer review. Now, today, we're doing an Amber Ale. Now, this is a little batch of reviews I'm doing, all one after the other, and I've just done a bitter, and it was actually quite a nice bitter, which you will see coming up in uh, future videos. But this one we're doing is the Wheatwood Ales, and it's Eastgate Amber Ale. Now the Amber Ale is kind of connected, you understand if you watch the the bitter review which was the Bluebird Bitter with the Coniston Brewery up in Cumbria and I was describing the difference because people think that body and the the ale world just increases as it gets darker and darker. So of course you get golden ales and blonde ales and then it moves into amber ales and you get more body in that. and then it moves on to bitter and you get more body and then it moves into, you know, dark ales, brown ales, all that kind of stuff, and then moves on to um, porters and stouts and blah, 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 and all that type of stuff. And it doesn't go that way. It drops off a cliff when you get into the basically, the bitter side of it. So nine times out of ten, you should get more body in an amber ale than you should get in a bitter because a bitter is a, a completely different kind of beer in its own right, and it's, it's a sessionable. Um, very drinkable, really, one you could sit all night on. And I've described bitter as basically the kind of, uh, it's like the lager for beer drink for ale drinkers, really, from that point of view. More than golden ale, the, what people would think of. But this is the Eastgate Amber Ale and it's part of the Wheatwood Ales, which was established in 1992. It's 4.2%, 500ml bottle. I think I did that, didn't I? And uh, it's roughly about 2 pound a bottle. Nice textured label. I do like a texture. Anyway, uh, what does it say? There's a bit of spill on the back. Brewed for the scent Centenary of Chester's famous Eastgate Clock, a champion beer of Cheshire, brewed exclusively with whole-leaf Cascade hops for a fruity foretaste and a distinctly hoppy flavour, has a long sweet finish. Ingredients, water, malted barley, wheat, malt, brewing sugar, hops, yeast. Right, so they're using brewing sugar. Okay, right. Oh, right. No. it's a bit of a, bit of a direct route using brain sugar. Um, so it's uh, artificially supported, as we say, unfortunately. But uh, it says the look of it should be amber. Um, the nose should be fruity and toffee, and uh, the taste should be fruity and balanced. Which there uh, we go and the Wheatwood Ales brew premium quality beers that add to the enjoyment of life. We've been doing this with skill, patience and experience built up since our first brew in 1992. Now the problem is though is when I say brain sugar, brain sugar can mean a lot of things. Brain sugar can be basically an enhancer which basically means it'll be brain sugar so it'll be um, well, it could be anything between a fructose and a dextrose um, sugar, or a mix of the two uh, from that point of view. And it will also have a spray malt, which is basically a, an artificial kind of malt extract. Well, I wouldn't say artificial, but it is to a certain degree. It's not a natural product. So it is kind of artificial. So basically it's malt extract done as a powder and they mix mixed two together. And that's what basically gives you your beer enhancer. So it's basically a spray malt and a sugar. Uh, a refined sugar basically, and uh, that will be a bee enhancer. Brain sugar, as well, can just be a kind of uh, a dextrose or fructose mix um, if it were just a brown sugar, and uh, obviously without any spray malt. And then some people will just use when they say sometimes they'll say brain sugar, and all they're just doing is adding spray malt. Again, not the best way. If you're getting the best ingredients, you should be really getting all your sugars from the actual grain. The thing is so either your grain quality is insufficient and that's why you're not getting the, the sugar content or what we really call the initial gravity because that's really it comes down to your initial gravity. Well, 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 I will cover this obviously, I'm going to do some brewing videos, but a lot of people will talk about gravity. Gravity is basically the suspended solid in a solution, that's what the gravity really is. And uh, especially initially, and how it changes will depending on how much has basically been um, processed. Now there's a the thing, because the thing is, the stuff that isn't processed will still remain, and that's why you still obviously have a gravity um in relation to solids but of course some of these suspended solids will basically be processed and of course the sugar parts of it will be obviously processed by the yeast into alcohol and that's when you get the gravity change you see and that will determine how much sugar has been converted and but depending on that will depend on basically what your roughly kind of alcohol content will be of your brew and that's how it basically works now, the problem is though, is if you're not getting that type of gravity, if you're not getting that kind of sugar content in your wort, <clears throat> then there's there's reasons for it. It can be processed that you're not basically getting the, the proper yield from your grains because you're not what we call enzyming fluid. So basically what you want to do is you want to basically hold it at a certain temperature. You want to basically steep your grains at a certain temperature to draw out the enzymes which will basically allow the sugars to be released because remember a lot of the sugars are actually going to be as starch, and guess what? Starch is sugar by another name. It's basically it's a carbohydrate, but it hasn't been refined, and unfortunately, with it, when it's in this kind of starch kind of formula, yeast doesn't really react to it. It's inert to yeast. Yeast doesn't see it as a, a viable food because it can't really kind of process it. So what happens? It doesn't basically get processed. So what you wanna do is you have got to draw out the enzymes there which basically helps to basically uh, convert the starches to the sugars, which is all the prime food for your yeast. There you go. Now, if you're basically haven't got enough sugar in your wort then alarm bells going to be ringing because either you've got really inferior grains and malts or your process. That's the thing. That's the thing. And it's quite england because even from a homebrew point of view, I mean if you're using an extract can they'll tell you oh you use brewing sugar, a kilo brewing sugar or this blah 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 blah. Well that tells me that's cheap nasty grains. Oh either they've been profet- processed inefficiently for money to make it more profitable. So uh, they're not willing to wait the long, slow process for steeping and everything else and that type of stuff. And then basically boiling and hopping and all this type of stuff to make a really nice balanced wort with the right sugar content and everything else for, for fermentation. So they're saying, well, here we go. Boost it. Boost it. Because let's be talking. This is piss. Really. It's nothing. If you add a bit of this, it makes it a lot better. You know, so it's, that's a con. So it's only £15 for this, but you'd pay another £7 or £10 for this just to try and make this worthwhile. You know, it's all that kind of con. But I'll go into that with the homebrew. If you're making it from grain, if you're doing a homebrew from grain, you shouldn't be using any spray mould, any additives from that, any add-ons or adjuncts or anything like that. You shouldn't need that. If you're doing it properly and you're using good grains, don't need that. That's the thing that frightens me about this beer. I'm nine minutes in I haven't even opened the damn thing. But when you go using brewing sugars. Now, there is some times we can get away with using brewing sugars for certain, how would you say, effects that you want to try and get. These effects you're not going to get in an amber ale. So again, whoo, woo woo! woo the alarm bells are ringing thinking, oh Jesus, what have I got here? So, let's pour it and find out. But I'm dubious. Oh, there we go. It's quite effervescence as well. Ah. So let's see. We get this pulled right. So yes. Yeah. A dark amber so it is with a good kind of darkness to it, so it's kind of really dark, kind of reddish amber. It's, uh, I would say a one figure head, maybe I haven't poured it so great, but at the end of the day, I would say at least a one finger, maybe one and a half fingers, depending on how you want to do it. But there's a bit of effervescence to it. Let's see what's not like. getting malt, and that's really it getting malt. Maybe a hint of grain, but it's malt. And even then, it's quite light malt. Not really getting any hops, not getting any fruitiness. What were they saying for aroma? They're saying fruity and toffee. Well, I'm getting malt, but I wouldn't say it's so much as toffee. I think it's slightly more caramel than toffee. But let's see what it tastes like. Yeah, 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 they boosted the body with the fucking sugar. Straight away you can taste it in the mid-tongue. If you're getting a slightly syrupiness in the mid-tongue, that means they've artificially tried to boost the body by basically giving it more, more sugars. And what it does is, the problem though, is you're adding the brewing sugars and things like this. Here's the big thing. Yeast, like, it's a strange one. If you extract, if you basically convert the starches into sugars from the actual grains, there's signalers attached to that transfer. So basically, the yeast knows, the yeast knows what we call the prime sugars and the prime sugar, because it's been converted, it's a natural product, and because the enzymes have naturally converted it from, you know, the starch into the sugars, there's little like, signals or little identifiers that are part of that sugar compact that you don't get in the refined artificial sugars, you know, they've been extracted, you know, chemically or basically um, commercially, and then obviously. Um, refined and there you go, there's your brain sugars, the extras, frutters, whatever that type of stuff. They don't have these little signals. So the yeast goes for them first and then usually by the time it comes back round to try and get all the kind of other sugars and things like that, they're usually kind of bloated basically. So again they're not as efficient and even though this is the big killer that you get quite a lot is with yeast, is that yeast becomes bloated and that type of stuff and it starts hitting the bottom of the blooming, body you call it, and in other cases though, depending on the type of yeast, it becomes bloated and it just starts to kind of fall down and becomes kind of suspended in the bottom of the actual brew. And uh, even though it's still, you know, trying to consume sugars, it's not we're doing it to the efficiency it was doing at the start. And that's why eventually, especially in commercial brewing, you won't have all that time to constantly keep waiting and waiting and waiting. So what you'll do is you'll be constantly checking signs by taking gravity measurements. And once you hit the gravity you want, right, that's it. Get it out, get it bottled. You know what I mean? That type of stuff, you know, poof. Or well I'm saying bottled, but it's conditioned and bottled and everything else. So it's a case so they can't wait forever. So it's the case of it's gotta be You know a cut off point and a lot of times it's based on gravity and that's why I'm getting a slight syrupiness because there is sugars that haven't been processed by the yeast that are sitting there and even though when you're going to kind of um, conditioning usually to try and get around that the problem is you've got to be careful but later you might want to add a little bit of fresh yeast because if you're still working on the existing yeast it, it's kind of almost spent. It's not really going to give you the secondary fermentation, and then you're going to get this slightly really sweet syrupiness in the mid tongue, which is just it's artificial because it's just a, a really inefficient um, fermentation process. So there you go, and that's what I'm getting with it. Yeah, and it is. It's, Really, it's too sweet to be an amber ale. It really is. It's. No, no dear. Right, let's break down the flavours. Right. Right, you get a multi. I would say, uh, I'll be honest, you get a kind of slightly nice multi taste maybe a bit too much of a malty taste to start with. You're getting a little hint of grain, but you're getting far too much sweetness at the start, far too much sweetness, and that kind of lingers. But the problem is you're getting two parts of the malties. you're getting two parts of the sweetness. Because when it moves into the mid-tongue, the malty sweetness kind of dies down a bit, but you start getting this kind of slightly syrupy, this kind of slightly different elevated level of sweetness that's basically reacting at a different part of the mouth, really. You are getting slightly kind of. How would you say it? It's trying to be passed off as a kind of dried fruit. So that's what it's basically doing. So this kind of secondary kind of sugar that is trying to kind of try and pass it off with the dried fruit. But the problem is you're not really getting that kind of fruitiness. You're not really getting the fruitiness really there. So the, the sugary syrupiness is just. what is the best way to describe this? Um, it is, it's, uh, you know if you ever bought dates and you take it out and they're they're contained in the syrup, and the syrup just little hints of the kind of date flavours and that type of stuff, but the the syrup it's contained in, it's just really, really sugary, you know that's not the natural kind of sweetness of the fruit. It's been basically kind of uh, packaged in it, and of course the... The sugary syrup has kind of picked up some of the flavours of the date because it's been held in the tin. But when you taste the date, the date is just overly sweet, to the point is that you know that a lot of the sweetness you're getting isn't actually from the fruit, it's from this kind of medium that it's basically been canned with, this sugar syrup, and that's what you're kind of getting. You're getting that kind of effect in the mid-tongue, and it does feel artificial. You're getting a bit of floralness, you're getting a bit of fruitiness, but you're just getting this really kind of sugary syrup in the mid-tongue and it lasts through to the aftertaste. I mean, what do they say about the aftertaste? Balanced and fruity. Again, it's a kind of con because they're trying to say fruity, trying to kind of gauge you. That's why it's got a sweetness in the aftertaste, yeah, because it's all fruity. It's all nice natural. It's not... Bad brewing because they've used the brown sugar to kind of, for whatever reason, I don't know, I've told you the two kind of main reasons from that, but they've basically superimposed the, the extra sugar on there to try and give it more body, and uh, the yeast can't cope with it, and it hasn't really processed all of it, and it's just kind of lingering there as a kind of a false sugary syrup. move to the aftertaste. Yeah. Aftertaste way too light, you get a slight, ever so slight hint of bitterness and gone. It's gone very, very quickly. And then you're left with this kind of no man's land of kind of, there's nothing there. And then you get this little kind of hint of sweetness again. So it's like moves in there from the mid tongue, little bit of bitterness, almost gone as soon as you taste it there's a, like no flavours at all there's kind of just a kind of a pause of like nothing and then you start getting these little kind of strange sugary kind of sweetness from nowhere and you're thinking mm, yeah my ass right enough's enough Fucking hell. right um what would i give this out of ten um Right, I'm going to give this a four. It's not good. Uh, for an amber ale, there's far better out there. Um, it's below average. I don't like the idea of them using brown sugar. I don't like the idea of, yeah, it's the fermentation process isn't clean and it isn't efficient. You can taste that in the brew because you're getting sweet flavours you really shouldn't be getting. But again, if they've admitted to basically adding the brain sugar, then alarm bell should be ringing in because they really shouldn't be adding that at all. If that's an impression, mm-hmm. um, process, well, they should be able to resolve that. If it's basically to do with the quality of ingredients, um, well, it's all right saying that we should be getting good quality ingredients. It was made to price point and everything else and that type of stuff then. It just tells us that, uh, at the present time that uh, the brewery isn't viable. If they're basically buying in, inferior ingredients and then getting away with uh, selling a beer by enhancing it with brain sugar as a commercial thing, then, uh, well, it means that uh, your brewery isn't viable, really you should be using the best ingredients you can and you should be getting every bit of life and every bit of flavour out of there. And if you're not, then you've got to kind of question either you've got to try and up the price of your beer and make a better beer. Or you make beers that are what we call less um, ingredients intensive. And of course, if you're making ales, and especially when you're making the darker ales, you will they are classed as more um you've got to have I mean you've got to have the better ingredients. I mean you can get away with slightly weaker ingredients with lighter ales and lagers and things like that you can't get away with that if you start getting into the darker ones because it shows up very, very quickly. And you also start to realise the minute you start adding adjuncts and uh additional sugars, additional malts and anything else it shows up you can't hide it and uh, yeah unfortunately not so good so out of 10 i would give this uh, a four i would probably say that's me being really fair probably being a bit generous because between a three and a four just because of that would i recommend it not really no i mean there's better amber out there for the money and they're using better ingredients and yeah I can understand what it's like for businesses and everything else and sometimes cuts have to be made and things like that but there's ways you can still use better ingredients but then go to small batch and then there's different ways of marketing it marketing it because you could do two different amber ales, two little small batch amber from good ingredients and give you two basically kind of uh, things you can do it more of a kind of dried fruit fruity one and that type of stuff and then you could basically do one as more of a kind of a toffee caramel kind of one but we call it velvety amber ale and you could do both of them as small batches and put them out there and uh, you could pair them up as as sisters and you could market them that way and everything else small batch small batch so we've done this one this one that and of course if people like them because they're done well and they're nicely brewed and they're good ingredients. If you're doing them in small batches, people will wait for them. They're thinking, "All oh, right, so they're not doing the one I like just now, they're doing the other one just now, right, so we'll wait and, and poof, and then I get I'll get so many bottles. That type of stuff would stock up. So there is ways to do it, and if you make a good beer, you will get a good following. And uh, if you're using sugar sugars, well, you're just not. That's, a, that's, a, that's unfortunate. But I can understand that with... Uh, present climates and climates in the past that yes people kind of take shortcuts to try and kind of achieve something and uh, while I can understand and while they think it's justified I would probably say don't do it because you will lose in the, in the long run and yeah four a of ten can't really recommend it because better ones out there with better greens so Thanks for watching. Cheers and bye for now.